When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stop going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that will look deeply and lovingly into your eyes during sex because it just bought a better telescope. <laughs> I had the most difficult time making eye contact with you just now. <laughs> look at look at me. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, hey, Kyle. Hey, Mike. We're going to talk about cigars. That is truth. Uh, we're going to talk about cigars. Uh, yeah. 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 They're little penises for your mouth. Yep. So I guess just penises. Yep. Um, but, but first. But first. I want to say thank you to Patreon members. Matthew Riches. Uh, it's like there are like three C's and 12 Z's in that. So I feel like I need to say that Italian. Matthew Riches. Uh, um, Janice Batoon and Grant Howes. 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 You're doing so good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to all the Patreon members. If you want bonus content and episodes, go to Gage. Nope. Go to patreon.com slash Gage podcast. Yep. Check it out. Yep. There's stuff there. There's stuff there that you can get. <laughs> We're really selling it, right? Um, you're sold. Uh, what yep. about, do you want to do news? You want to do some news? Yeah. Okay. Let's do some news. Here's where the jingle will go when you have it. Do, 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 news, do. <laughs> I, I, we can just I use that. I think I just got it's it. Done. Put that in the can. <laughs> okay. Whatever that means. Is that what they say? It means it's in yeah. the biz. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It means it's taking a huge dump. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this 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 news item. News news the first. News number one. Um, is a, a couple of weeks news old now. Senior. Okay. It was uh, mid December, but um, so a same sex couple tried to plan their wedding. At a Marriott in Puerto Vallarta, and the Marriott said, "Capital of gay, the capital of gay, <laughs> the ca- at least of gay Mexico." Um, and the the hotel. Um, okay, so one of the grooms explained that while making arrangements for the wedding, he had mentioned to staff that the couple would not need a bridal bouquet. <laughs> Fair. Uh, only to be told later via email that the hotel quote is not specialized to carry out a same sex wedding. Wait, did they, they, all they said was they don't need a bridal bouquet? Yep. They're like, we require a bridal bouquet. You fucking have to throw a bridal bouquet. Throw it. <laughs> no, we can't charge you extra to not. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so to Reimer is one of is uh, his last name, Josh Reimer. Um, he, he said, what do you mean specialize? What do you, why do you need to specialize in gay weddings? There's not yeah. much to specialize other than it's going to be a groom and a groom instead of a bride and a groom. I don't know if she thinks we're going to show up in speedos with go-go dancers and we expect the officiant to be wearing leather chaps. This is just a normal uh, wedding. It just happens to be with two guys. I would go to that other wedding. I know. That'd be, <laughs> weddings are so boring nowadays. <laughs> you got to gay it up a little bit. Yep. Anyway, so that actually was, was quite old uh but the Puerto Vallarta Hilton has offered to do their wedding for free oh as a fuck you Marriott <laughs> they will also be requiring a bread <laughs> okay but at least it's free at least it's free that's true yeah. um that's cool them shitty of Marriott don't stay at Marriott everybody or at least not in Puerto Vallarta. I don't know anything about Marriott and they're like, I don't know anything about any of these companies. I do like it when a company fucks up and then another company is like, ha ha, you Yoink. fucked up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, more bullshit. You ready for news? Um, the second <laughs> news junior. Um, so Mary McNally and her wife, Karen Underwood have been together more than two decades. Karen Underwood. I loved her on, <laughs> uh, shit. What's the name of that singing thing? I thought you were going to say House of Cards. You mean... <laughs> Wait. Frank Underwood's sister. Oh, yeah, sure. Kevin Spacey's sister. Uh, 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 <laughs> what's the thing where you sing and then someone American wins Idol? and then... Yes. Okay. And then falls into a Karen, Karen Underwood. Um, they've been in a civil partnership since 2012. They were married in 2015. Um, so because she is a pensioner, she's retired, Mary qualifies for free rail travel in Ireland. 
along with her wife. I qualify for re- free rail travel. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Those tracks have been tread. <laughs> Focus, Kyle. Okay. Oh, right, 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 right. Hi, lesbians. Okay, cool. Anyway, they tried to buy tickets and a member of staff asked them to show proof that they were officially married. But not something that they ever ask anybody ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Underwood, who was an American soul singer... Sure. Oh, yeah. So you were yeah, onto ca- something. Yeah. Carrie changed her name, changed her look. Uh, said, quote, it became an equality issue the minute he asked us for that. Um, Mary is a different generation to me. I'm 56. I suppose for me, because I'm a professional singer, I'm in the public eye a lot. Plus, I'm black. Hmm. Coming from Chicago, I refuse to live a life of oppression for anybody. The minute she was asked for proof of civil partnership, though we're actually married, it became an equality issue. Now, the reason I wanted to include this story, because we should talk about lesbians from time to time. <laughs> hi, lesbians. Hi, lesbians. <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> Enjoy it. But also because th- this is how shit like this should go down. The company apologized. Mm. <laughs> no, this is not standard practice, and we apologize that the customer was asked this. I, I, I just, I, like, sometimes just say sorry. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? and hopefully, well, I mean, yeah, that's the the baseline. Hopefully, then they like put in procedures or training or something to help ensure it doesn't happen again. Yeah, did they? I don't know. Our booking office staff are required to issue tickets according to the free travel pass validity, which in this instance was two tickets. Our revenue protection officers who travel on board may verify directly with the Department of Social Protection that free travel passes are valid and that a person traveling on a spouse partner ticket is entitled to do so. But in no circumstances should a customer be asked for proof of marriage or civil partnership. I don't know. I just read that because there was more to read. It didn't answer the question. <laughs> it did sound very fancy, though. It had the word revenue protection. Yeah. It had other big words. Yep. Yep. Sir- I stopped listening around then. So, uh, Last but not least, do you remember the human Ken doll? No. Roddy Alves got famous for spending oh, hundreds yes, of thousands of yes, dollars of plastic yes. surgery to look like a Ken yes. doll and then was on um, uh, Celebrity Big Brother. Oh, I didn't know that. I assumed you were gonna say Wendy Williams. On Wendy Williams, like she has like a talk horizontally. Show. <laughs> I don't know that either of them would have wanted that. No, she has a talk show. She had a talk show. She is a talk show. She talks. Well, today, January the fifth, because we record on Sundays, Elvis came out as a trans woman in an interview with the Mirror and said, "Quote: For the last few years, I have been known as the Human Ken doll, but actually, I have always felt like Barbie." Huh. <laughs> Not um, Stacy. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, our our Piper. No, what's the Skipper? There's another. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Skipper. Um. So, let's see. I dead named her, and we should probably talk about that real oh. quick. Her name is no longer the name that I said at the beginning mm. of of the article. I don't know how to handle this. Trans people, help me figure out how to. They already this. did. Like they said, don't say the dead name. I know, but. If I was to not say the dead name, I guess I could just say the human Ken doll. And do you remember that person? It's very difficult. Like, I don't like, think, well, like the name, I mean, in this case, the name didn't help me. I don't know who that is. Like, yeah, I think it's pretty easy to say the person that w- was known as the human Ken doll. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I believe you said Roddy Alves, right? Yep. And that is the name that they want to be called as a woman is Roddy, according to the article I have open. Okay, great. You alive named them. Unintentionally. I unintentionally live named them. (laughs) Cool. Great. So, quote, for years I tried to live my life as a man. I had a fake six pack put in. I had fake (laughs) muscles in my arms, but I was lying to myself. I'm a woman and have always had a feminine brain. Now my body matches my mind. Um, So not all trans people choose to have surgery. Or they have varying amounts of surgical intervention, but... (laughs) But she's probably going to have plenty of surgery. She's already had more than 70 cosmetic procedures. And so it is likely that that is going to continue. She plans to have both top and bottom surgery, facial feminization surgery, and will also have her Adam's apple removed, her jawline shaved, and her chin modified. She added that she has already had her fake six-pack removed, and... She said she'd been living as a woman behind closed doors for about three months. 
quote, I love it and everything that comes with it, but I have been trolled and called a freak and a weirdo, so of course I am nervous about how people will react. A few years ago, I could never have done this, but it feels easier now. People are more aware of what being trans means. I just hope people can accept me as a woman and don't judge or ridicule me. And I don't know. Celebrity trans people mystify me. Like, um, maybe mystify is the wrong word. It's such a private thing. And then to have it be so public because you're a public figure. And then I don't, I don't know. Oh, so like not the person itself, but the, just the entire thing like that comes with being a celebrity and like how you have to deal with that. How do you respect and not make a spectacle out of someone's private process when they have in every other way made a spectacle of themselves? Spectacle of themselves has a negative connotation, but isn't that what celebrity is? No, uh, uh, that's a different debate for a different time um but i mean i think i think it's like if they are willing to talk about it if they do interviews about it then they're creating the publicity around themselves uh if they're they want to be private about it then you respect that so it sounds like uh she like talked to people about it so she's like kind of willing to make it an open discussion which is, I think it's cool when people do that because then it kind of shines some light, sheds some light on the, the process. Mm-hmm. People shouldn't have to do that, but if they are willing to, then it creates more awareness into it. I also want to know which boobs she's going to select because, like, <laughs> Barbies are top heavy. And if, oh, if she's yeah, going to yeah. try to go for the, like... The real Barbie? The, the, well, I mean, based on her history, it seems <laughs> like she might go for the real thing, which yeah. is, like... Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Good news, and when the apocalypse comes and the Arctic melts, and we just like we'll just be able to float on her. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Okay. Um, last but not least, I think I said that one was going to be last, but I lied. There's okay. one more. Okay. I wanted to talk about something that's not actually strictly speaking gayish. Okay. Which is World War Three and how does the draft work? We're both trending on Twitter last week huh. because of our idiot president. Uh huh. And. To our worldwide listeners, I just want them to know whatever it is that you're seeing or hearing, it, that's that's no tall Americans. Not all Americans. <laughs> I don't support what's happening, and I hope that we don't go to war, and I think that our president is an idiot, and so um, I'm sorry that my country that I love is being so stupid right now. And then to Americans who are worried, especially younger people, I was trying to, I looked up stuff about the draft because I'm like, I'm in my 40s now. Can I get drafted? <laughs> I think I can if they decide to do it. But people are actually worried, like in a way that I haven't seen in a while. People are worried about going to war and how big of a war it's going to be. And are we going to end up getting shipped off to Iraq or Iran to fight a stupid ass war because shitbird McGee wants to distract us from his impeachment? And hang in there, I guess. I don't know. This is where I uh, (laughs) struggle with like, man, I want it to be equal and everyone should be able to serve in the military. But I kind of liked when gay people couldn't (laughs) because I don't I'm not going I'm not going. It's stupid and I hate war and I will not be. No. Do you think you would be a conscientious dissenter? Yes. Like 100 percent. Yeah. But if I but no, you're tall. You have to. I don't know. I'd get a severe and immediate case of bone spurs. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch, my bones. Yeah. Yep. And then I'd bone all the spurs. Ooh. Basketball. Yay, basketball. That's what that thing means, right? Oh, my God. You get gangbanged by a basketball oh, team. Right. Bring it. Yeah, slam dunk. Yeah. Speaking of guns. um, <laughs> <laughs> Sure. No, I, I got nothing. I just thought that would be a funny segue. Oh, um, okay. I'm sure that there are listeners that would like to see you carrying around an assault rifle. I have shot guns before. I've gone axe throwing. I've uh, gone bow shooting. So I've done that shit before. Arching? Arch. Yes, I arch. I arch. I arch. I do. I know what I'm doing. I arch. Um, Great. I don't know why they would want that. I guess this is it kind of relates to uh, cigars as well. There's like a uh, kind of this masculine like dude thing that is a turn on for some people. Yeah. Do you want to talk about cigars? Let's talk about cigars. Um, on the, yeah, on that uplifting note, let's talk about cigars. I guess before I get into mine, which surprise it's Gata. Yeah. 
cigars we have not done a straight topic in a little bit and this yeah. feels very much like a straight topic yeah it does and i will tell wow you had like a little bit of like yeah it does mm. um bring it <laughs> bring it on to back to the <laughs> streets i don't think that's what that is no um is that Channing tatum uh that was uh hayden oh she was in three hayden pantier number one was kirsten dunce yeah I don't but know who, what two is yeah who were the dicks in those movies though Hey, Hayden Pantier. <laughs> uh, Great. Well, uh, do you want to talk about our relationship with cigars first, or do you want to do that later? Oh, sure, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So when this, I, when the idea came up for this episode, uh, I, I think that w- we all we didn't really talk about it, but there are a lot of episodes where we make it experiential. Like yeah. we're going to we're yeah. going to do poppers on stage. We're going to smoke yeah. marijuana and talk about it while we're high, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And I think that maybe you guys were surprised when I said I will not be smoking cigars. Well, uh, surprise, not surprised. Uh, I, I just kind of forget your history with tobacco. Yeah. So then, which is like, <laughs> you, that seems like the good thing of like, you don't make it a big deal everywhere you go. And so it's not like the front of my mind, which I think is a good thing. Vegans take a lesson. Um, <laughs> Crossfitters take Crossfit, a lesson. Crossfitters <laughs> listen. Um, so I just kind of forget. So as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, fuck. And then I felt like a bad friend because I know this about you. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, when we decided on the topic of cigars, Mike said, well, we can smoke cigars. And you're like, in the house? And he's like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So in the moment, he told us we were going to be smoking cigars. And then when we followed up, that's when he's like, oh, no, I can't smoke cigars. That's true. But you guys could have. Maybe I was unclear. Like, uh, I just would not be participating. Uh, I can be around it. My dad smokes cigars and like his smoke filled back room. That's gross. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like that. That part is OK. Or I'll go to bars where you can still smoke in those ridiculous ass states that still let you smoke indoors in public. It's just that I, I will not be ingesting anything that has nicotine in it. And I maybe this should be a whole a whole episode, but uh, like a different episode, like about nicotine that's like among the hardest things that i've ever done was stop smoking mm. so i i started smoking in college it actually started with cigars it started with swisher sweets which is um the little cigarillos that have like a like a like a sweet crack filled nectar on the end of them <laughs> so that like they when you put it in your mouth it tastes sweet huh. um sounds like a gay entryway yeah yeah <laughs> like my butt <laughs> and then i started smoking like full-on smoking i smoked marble lights for fucking a long ass time four or five years i think and at the at the height of my smoking it was like close to a pack a day and it was of course associated with like the socialness of it and drinking and because i'm super old you could still smoke in bars back then and boy Mm -hmm. did i yeah i mean i remember growing up just in restaurants it's smoking or non yeah which is like so crazy to think now that you could pick the smoking section yeah and really Texas, you can't smoke indoors anymore, I don't believe. No. And when Texas is like... <laughs> That's true. When Texas does it, if you're behind Texas yeah. on this kind of thing... Yeah. Then... Then... Then you're take a Alabama. Look in the <laughs> yeah. then you should really look at yourself in the mirror of weird states. <laughs> Oklahoma. You could still smoke in Oklahoma oh, when I was there. Um, okay. Anyway. Anyway. Hardest thing to ever, ever do was to stop smoking. And I can't... I can't describe unless you've been addicted to something it the like you know what you're doing is ridiculous you know that you maybe you want to stop and the like the you just can't not and it's weird and it sucks and the feeling of having something else control you is mm-hmm. is just it's crazy it's I didn't crazy. realize cigars were your like entry point into yeah Cause I just, in my mind, think of cigars as a whole other thing, which I think is maybe why I didn't associate like you quit smoking cigarettes with cigars. I just think of cigars as something else entirely like a, uh, celebration thing or, uh, yeah. like a fun, like dude thing or a bachelor party thing. Like I think of them as a, an entirely different thing, but I yeah. mean, it makes sense that that is everyone worries about mar- marijuana being an entry drug. That's gateway, gateway drug. drug. Yeah. <laughs> Entry drug. <laughs> the opener drug. The, um, but cigars, that makes sense as a uh, kind of way into cigarettes. Yeah. Um, what helped you actually quit? How did you do it? Uh, the like 
There's like three things total, I think. List them in backwards order. That came out of my first marriage to Alyssa that are good. <laughs> I, lost, I lost my virginity. I bought a condo. The, wait, what's the question mark at the end of that? <laughs> I mean, I did. I lost my virginity to her. I just don't right. know if like, I mean... I guess that's good. I was I didn't know whether to count that as good sure. or not. Anyway, 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 this condo came out of that marriage, and she made me quit smoking. Oh, I, when we very first started dating, I smoked a cigarette in front of her at the Blue Spark, which I don't even think is there anymore in Spokane. And she told me, "Look, if we're going to keep hanging out, you're going to not do that anymore." Huh. And so I didn't. So thanks, Control. I know there, there's like so much he talks about about her being a dom top that like yeah. is <laughs> not healthy, but that one seems yeah. like it worked. Yeah, she daddied me right out of those. And what? But there also has to be like someone can't force you to stop a habit. Like they can push you and say that like threaten you, but like how did that translate? How did that make you then make the decision to stop? Um, I mean, I because you could have said okay and then kept smoking and then she would have had to decide if she's staying or leaving that's absolutely true i could i don't know that i'm that assertive now <laughs> much less back <laughs> then i, I mean I, w- I wanted to make that relationship work we've talked about that on the show a lot i i was in the closet i was out to myself but totally didn't want to be and like here's this girl that is i can tell a dom top and mm-hmm. um i'm i'm looking for one emotionally <laughs> and so I really thought like at the time, the stupid things that you think to yourself, I was like, I'm 23. I need to settle down or I'll be an old maid mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, whatever she wanted, man, I, that's what I did because mm-hmm. I was like, yep, that's going to be, that's going to be how interesting. Your desire to be straight almost caused you to stop smoking. Yeah, I did. That's it, not almost. That's what happened. Huh? That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. And my very last cigarette was December the 14th of 2002 and not a single one since more than 18 years ago. I know. Right. My, my smoking habit, if it were a baby, you could fuck that smoking habit now. (laughs) (laughs) I assume that's what you meant. uh, Or like. I could legally fuck its corpse now. I don't know because it's eighteen. Oh, I don't well, know. you could legally. Okay, um, okay this is good time to change topics. Tell me I'm the gonna tell you the gata. Great. Um, so, oral fixation. Oral things in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> this is. I'm going to tell you about a study called intergroup variants in lesbian, gay, bisexual. Using evidence, there's a group matters no bisexual one. By Emery K. Kim Y. Bushumth F. Farah L. Huang J. I'm learning those all. And this was published in Nicotine and Tobacco Research in September 2015. Oh wow! Um, I thought that's a thing. That's a whole journal. An entire thing is on research. Of is it just paper after paper that says, nope, it's fine. Keep letting us sell them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This I don't know. Yeah. No. Uh, OK, so the first thing that they, this is not part of the research, but they just kind of stated, uh, which is I can just restate now LGBT. They studied LGBT people, trans people. I assume follow a similar pattern just because like part of the reason LGBT people tend to smoke more i think it's because of the stress and trying to find an outlet for all the shit they're going through hmm. so i assume trans people follow this but we need separate studies for trans people per usual. okay lgb people are increased uh, at increased risk for cigarette smoking okay um like so, by like a measurable margin uh that was not this study so okay great i don't know probably <laughs> um uh, so they they did a 2013 nationally representative cross sectional online survey of U.S. adults, which sounded super fancy. Yeah, it also uh, sounds like bullshit. Um, anytime online survey is in the title of anything, like put all the other fancy words in there you want to, and I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. Oh, I'm the opposite. Like really? when people do, like we called people on the phone, and you're like, who has a phone? Why? <laughs> what are you talking about? Who answers the phone from a rando? Like you're just getting old people. The this- fact that you answer my phone calls makes me not call you because I don't want to ruin it because I feel like I have a <laughs> need- privileged, special place. Yes. And you- <laughs> if you start calling me for just random things then i will learn to not answer your phone yep your phone call yeah because you've told me 
you better be on fire or yes. you better be or... presently <laughs> dead or murdered. Like if you're not in the process of being murdered, I'm going to be very upset. Um, mm-hmm. Or like I forgot my bag somewhere and I need to come back. Um, okay. So yeah, you can't dismiss like you can't dismiss online surveys. Like, how, like that's the world. Like how would you dismiss online things? I don't know. Cause our fucking idiot ass shitbird president is always like, 85% approval rating. Well, oh. yeah, on Breitbart.com, yeah, yeah. like on Dirtbag Magazine listeners or <laughs> something. Like, I don't... Uh, no, they uh, avoided Dirtbag Magazine for this. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, Great. They used weighted tobacco use and use prevalence and adjusted logistic regression results. Again, I don't know what that means, but it sounds fancy. Okay, yeah. so LGB, here's the LGB uh, use of these following nicotine things uh versus straight people mm-hmm. so use of cigarettes lgb people mike do you have a guess what percentage use it 40 uh 32 close yeah versus straights are at 20 percent that so seems high straight nobody smokes anymore and the people that do smoke incorrect 20 percent of people <laughs> smoke <laughs> um but like compared to when we were kids or when yeah, i was a kid yeah, like, yeah. It, it seemed like everybody smoked in the 80s and now like i think nobody does oh that's not i mean yeah i mean they do uh <laughs> because i have the data yeah. the online data um e-cigarettes mm. uh this this is in september e-cigarettes that was fun. Um, <laughs> this ha- happened in 2015, and I think e-cigarettes have like I've just been hearing about them in the news a whole bunch recently. So I assume they're much higher now. But at least when they did this study, e-cigarettes almost 10 percent of gays use it, and five percent of straights. Okay, I just think everyone's like making the transition. Do you remember when they first hit the scene, and we didn't really know how it worked, and neither did anybody else, and uh-huh. so they were like trying to use them on airplanes or randomly in <laughs> restaurants because it was—it's a vapor cloud. It's not smoke. It's yeah. not smoking. You can't tell me I can't. And do everyone it. thought it was better for you, like, oh, I'll use this instead. But it's like, mm, it's not. That's not how it works. Oh, and then we learned that, and then they started banning them because that's how things work when you find out they're bad for you. Except if you're guns. Um, I'm still waiting for them to find out that Splenda causes cancer. Oh, my God. It, anything that's zero calories, <laughs> like Diet Coke, I don't trust. That uh. just can't be, that can't, it doesn't make logical sense unless, yeah, this is a horrible thing. Yep. Um, that's not this study. No. <laughs> 99% of gays drink Diet Coke. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay. Now we are on to, so I just wanted to give you those for comparison. So for cigars, mm-hmm. apparently there are regular cigars and small cigars. Like cigarillos. Okay. Um, you speak Espanol. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know that that helps me. You can add EO to anything. And my, I did. Mikeo. Mikeo. No, it'd be like Mikeito. Um, anyway, uh, regular cigars. Miguelito. Miguelito. Yeah, little Mike. <laughs> uh, okay. Regular cigars. Six percent of gays smoke regular cigars. Gays, LGB people, is what I should say. And for straights, it's 5%. Much so closer. We're almost, yeah, like very similar. Which there, so there might be data to support the notion that it's totes mask, brah. <gasps> I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. That is my assumption as well. I'll go ahead and point this out first. Uh, small cigars, 12% of LGB people smoke them versus straights are at 6%. Because so yeah, like, they're small, so they're dainty and feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What we see is the cool thing about this study, because you definitely heard the title that I read very slowly, is that they studied <laughs> with great articulation, <laughs> um, fine articulation, uh, is that they started studying the subgroups in terms of gender and breaking down the LGB groups, okay. which was the unique part that they started doing. And of course, they were like, this is not. Been Why do we so have we money for this shit? Why can't we like. Fix AIDS, people. (laughs) Have we really thought about (laughs) fixing AIDS? (laughs) Has anyone considered fixing it? (laughs) Um, So, bisexual and lesbian women Mm -hmm. have a high have higher odds of using any tobacco than heterosexual women. That includes cigars, uh, cigarettes, and three drags and a spiff. Yep. I couldn't be chill about it. No, you tried. <laughs> I didn't you tried. really try that. 
hard. Um, is it? Wait, is this like on Pee Wee's Playhouse? Like, do we like, ding, ding, clang ding, the ding, gong ding, now? Yes, it's like you yes. said the Polari word of the week. That's not very loud. Ding. Um, yeah. So <laughs> what we decided is our Polari word of the day is going to be worked into our segments. And if we if one of us has chill about it, we're just going to see if the other person notices. Except I stopped, looked at you, and giggled. So <laughs> it was like it didn't really uh, pan out. But yes, that is uh, the Polari word of the day. Three drags in a spit. 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 Okay. Which three drags in a spit? That sounds like my Saturday night. That yeah. doesn't sound like a cigarette. <laughs> or that sounds like someone who like is a premature ejaculator. <laughs> you just take just three, three drags and then you spit because you're done. Yep. Um, yep. I'm going to do bonus words. Unless you're real good at it. Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean to assault your sense of worth when it comes to blowjobs. Okay. Oh, okay, we will never hook up, but I might if you challenge my ability to give a great blowjob. That might be the one time. Sixty nine first one to come loses. <laughs> it's like sixty nine chicken. Um, okay. Uh, I would win that so hard, so hard. Um, the other thing I'll throw in this bonus word is uh, Vogue actually means either a noun means cigarette or as a verb it means to light a cigarette oh so i would not think that vogue meant that but in polari vogue can mean a cigarette or it seems more often like it's used as a verb so i'm going to vogue your three drags in a spit great um okay back to you won't because i don't do that no more nope nope you'll have to do it for me uh, 69 chicken. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, <laughs> back to what I was saying. So bisexual and lesbian women more likely to uh, smoke anything, including regular and small cigars than heterosexual women. At the same time, gay men had lower odds of smoking cigars than heterosexual men. So yeah. that is, that does align with what you were saying, that stereotype. And I don't know how to say this in the right way. Like lesbian and bisexual women and straight men don't have to be butch that like but i mean that that is the that would be the idea that it is a more mask butch manly dude thing yeah and they would be more likely to fit into that assumption i don't know you know what i mean yeah i do i think it's really interesting that there would be um like we can sort of compare and contrast in in all of these cases we're talking about inhaling a drug and then it's just the form that it takes like yeah. whether that's yeah, a yeah. cigar or a cigarette or a little cigar and so then because the chemical is the same and we're talking about human beings, the differences then have to be aesthetic. Yeah. It has to be just like what that product symbolizes mm -hmm. or how it makes them feel or what their cultural acculturation. Is that a word it, 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 to, to it is. So I, I think, I think we're on to something, Kyle. It's totes butch. <laughs> totes butch. Um, and I think that's actually why we mentioned the uh, small cigars at 12% for LGB people versus 6% for straights. You mentioned like, Oh, small cigars. I wonder, like, I think that is uh, the, I don't know if the data says this specifically, but I think that is because bisexual and lesbian women have higher odds, like of using those things. So I, I, I'm assuming that that smaller cigar comes from them. I have another assumption. Let's do it. 100% of dudes that smoke their cigarettes through one of those long Phyllis Diller plastic holders. Gay. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and also I just imagine them like lounging in a kimono and like, <laughs> and blowing the smoke up in the air while saying the word darling. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't, that's the only way you can do that on yep. like a big pink couch or something. Yep. Um, so that's the gata kind of supports the stereotypes and assumptions we would make. That's awesome. Is it? Yeah. Cool. I mean, like, I think it's, it's, it's like, it's validating or something. It's, what's the word? My, okay. I didn't take my pills today. I also didn't take them yesterday. So I can't like say words anyway. Um, but like when there's data to support your weird knee jerk mm -hmm. assumptions and stereotypes, then yeah. that, that it kind of makes me feel better that they're not all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I got knee jerk the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, In, yeah. Intercrucial sex? No, it wasn't a lobster. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, it is. This is something that's. <laughs> I 
see Dan shaking his head in disappointment. <laughs> Fuck off, Dan. Um, I, yeah, it is interesting. Like, that's one of the interesting things about the stereotypes because you want to just keep saying, like, no, they're not true. They're stupid. Don't believe stereotypes. But they come from a place. And it is interesting to see what is true and what is not and what, you know, what co- what came from something. And there's um, also a difference between trends and requirements, right? It's like, like, it doesn't don't turn it into all lesbians smoke cigars. Right, fact. right, right, right. Even but, like, like, yeah, it's still a relatively small amount of LGBT people that smoke cigars or, or, well, a lot of people smoke cigars. A lot of people smoke three drags in a spit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that's the gata. Great. Of course, I'm going to talk about history now. I just assumed. <laughs> Mike, why do cigars mean penis? <gasps> Did you know that's what I was going to talk about? No, I just thought of that as like, I want to know that. And then I was like, Mike's going to do that. You're God. Okay. I'm going to quit the show. You're, you just do it yourself. No, I don't want to research history. Please don't make me. So what I really wanted to talk about, and then all of this sort of, sort of falls out of it, like a dick out of your mouth, is... <laughs> Uh, the, the phrase Sigmund Freud Three drags and a spit Sigmund Freud is famously said Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar Oh that's weird I would think he'd be like Cigars equal dick That's what you would think Based on the things he said In yep. his research Yep it's, he, It's your mom's dick Is what he said <laughs> Yeah Yep Yep So the, the whole thing about Cigars And they are Phallic And Freud and his people started talking about phallic symbols and that there's Freud and his people sounds like that's referring to his junk. (laughs) (laughs) You want to meet my people? Yeah. Um, So Eric Hiller wrote an article in 1922 in the international journal of psychoanalysis and talked about the phallic symbolism of smoking and that it was well established by the 1920s. And that it is connected to Freud and Freud's thoughts about oral fixation and sim- symbolism. Mm-hmm. So I'll just read this part of this uh, article. Cigarettes and cigars can symbolize the penis. They are cylindrical and tubular. They have a hot red end. <laughs> they emit smoke that is fragrant. Equals flatus equals semen. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's a bit of a leap. <laughs> I refer to the reason, or at least one of the reasons, why people start smoking, and of course why they go on, that is the phallic significance of the cigarette, cigar, and pipe. It is thus a substitute for the penis, or mother's breast, of which they have been deprived, or castrated, or weaned. Um, There's a lot of, like, it's like when... Like you have fortune tellers or like astrology things. It's like if you say enough things, then you'll hear the one thing that speaks to you. Yeah. It's either that you're spitting out semen or it's a dick or it's a nipple. Like (laughs) there's a lot of ideas that are they're throwing out there. Yep. 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 And Uh, the fact that lesbians tend to smoke cigars or all things more often says to me that might not be true. I don't think they're looking for dicks. But, or are they? Or are they? Subconsciously. Yep. Which that's the whole point. Secretly straight. Well, not secretly straight. You don't have to be straight to want to put your dad's penis in your mouth. <gasps> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like that necessarily. Um, so the thing is, it is true that Freud, <laughs> Freud was such an avid smoker that he actually got annoyed at people who didn't smoke. <laughs> And so he sort of famously had all of these people in his life that started smoking. Quote, he was so addicted to smoking that he grew annoyed with men who did not smoke. And because of this, nearly all his apostles became cigar smokers. Wow. And so this search for significant meanings where none are to be found recalls the reply made by Sigmund Freud to overzealous disciples who felt that there must be a significant meaning behind his cigar smoking. The father of psychoanalysis reminded them, quote, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. D- did you know that phrase? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. That phrase like gets said a lot and referenced a lot and is always attributed to Sigmund Freud. This article I found on quoteinvestigator.com says he never actually said it. Oh. It is apocryphal. 
uh, the very first time that it's ever seen in print is in the, is, is, uh, in, uh, the medical journal Psychiatry in 1950 in an article titled The Place of Action in Personality Change. The author, Alan Wheelis, discussed the importance, importance of considering both the conscious and the unconscious aims of an action. But that's the, the first time, the earliest time that sometimes a cigar is just a cigar attributed to Freud appears in print. And it's in the 1950s. Interesting. So do we know who said it? No, it might be this dude. Hmm. Now, what is true, though, is that Freud studied like oral fixation and he studied symbolism and he studied subconscious or unconscious motivations for things. Yeah. Smoked cigars a whole bunch. Like every photo of Freud has him holding a, 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 a cigar. So it's not that big of a leap to think like he's sucking on the dick. <laughs> What would he have thought about that? Well, yeah, it sounds like he has some skin in the game on this one where he's <laughs> like, no, 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 not a dick. Yep. 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 I think that's all I have really just, did I answer the question? I don't remember what my question is. So yeah. Oral fixation and cigars and cigarettes being dicks. That's all a result of Freud and modern psychoanalysis in the 19th century hot um okay the end is hot the end is hot like <laughs> semen or whatever um okay my next segment is called it's hard being a cigar smoker oh god <laughs> um so i found this thing in the digital version of the magazine cigar aficionado yeah it is from 1995 okay so a little old school that's before the internet was cooling <laughs> It's, it's, the internet was brand new like a fresh cigarette that that's when al lit. gore was still inventing it yeah <laughs> it's hard <laughs> working hard in his garage nailing all the pieces together so it had all these reader submitted letters that talked about their exper- experience being a cigar smoker and a lot of it was just him like jerking off to himself like a lot of them being like I was so happy when I found this magazine because it made me feel like I belonged and uh, people talk about how like nice it is being in company with other people that smoke cigars and like how fulfilling that is a couple that stood out to me um, which I'm not going to say their names because again it was like they, their opinions might have changed in 25 years or they might be dead from cigar inhalation who knows I almost did a news story about Eddie Murphy being asked about all of the homophobic jokes that he made in the oh. early 1980s and his like change of heart and how he's like you have to put things in context mm. and because people ask like do you regret those jokes where you're like yeah people girlfriends don't let your girlfriend kiss gay people because you'll, you'll get AIDS like that was one of his jokes mm. and he's like no I don't regret it because mm. I don't feel that way now and things change and mm. anyway hmm go ahead I feel weird about that I don't know how I feel about that I mean I get to put things in context Anyway, let's put this in context. Um, so one person wrote how when he saw a cigar aficionado, he felt really cool and excited that someone had put together a magazine based on his interests. And so, quote, well, I bought the issue with Cosby on the front. Oops. Oh, um, that didn't age well. Nope. Uh, and I <laughs> moved through the pages. I forgot he smoked cigars. That was like part of his like thing for a long time i looked through the covers of like the recent covers of this cigar aficionado and there's like uh nick jonas was on it um yeah (laughs) i know yeah sometimes a cigar is my dick (laughs) (laughs) do you okay i would think you would be like very opposed to seeing dudes smoking cigars i think that'd be a turnoff for you very opposed is a strong phrase like how do you feel i mean I would watch Nick Jonas eat garbage like that just because he's Nick Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, like some random dude, a cigar would like make you go from like a nine to like a six. I think I'd be more into a guy if he's smoking a cigar. That checks out. Mm. <laughs> what if he blew the smoke in your face? Mm. <laughs> we'll talk more about that in the Patreon segment. Ooh. Blow it in my face. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, continuing on his quote, and I moved through the pages, and as I moved through the pages, I felt the weight of a hundred pound gorilla come off my back. I now Why would you have a gorilla on your back? Well, not anymore, because he smokes cigars, <laughs> and it helps. And I- Also spell cum. 
(laughs) (laughs) I know now what it must feel like for a gay man to come out of the closet and admit his sexual preference. I felt the same way when I learned how many people share my passion for fine cigars. And now each time I read another edition, I feel completely uplifted and welcomed as a man. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Okay. Straight guys. Mm hmm. You don't know anything about what it feels like to be in the closet or to come out of it. Yeah. So hopefully we've stopped saying that since the 90s. <laughs> Although, so like I have this mixed reaction. Of, yeah, same. That's preposterous um, and and ridiculous, which is why I'm like giving them a little bit of credit of like 25 years later, maybe they get now. I don't know. I do think they're, we've talked about like coming out can take a lot of forms and that's not to say they're all comparable so i could i could understand how if you smoke cigars and feel like you're being treated poorly because of that to see something else that represents you that identifies you that says other people do it like there are a lot of ways that that can make you feel good whether that's good or bad whether like regardless of what the thing is if you do heroin like you finding other people that do that is probably very reassuring like yeah. so it doesn't matter what the thing is um, so I could see how this seeing something represented that's like, oh, I do this. Now I feel like a part of something, how how that could feel. Yeah. But yeah, to equate that to being gay is hugely misunderstanding what it's like to be gay and the difference between something that's how you're. Well, I mean, there's a million things. You're born gay. You're not born a cigar smoker. You yeah. smoking cigars is bad for you proven bad for you well gay is kind of proven bad for you because it fucks up your mental health but that's because of society not because of being gay itself and like you didn't have this struggle your entire life you cannot be like fired for being a cigar smoker on your free time like you know there's a million reasons that's super fucked up and and the fact that this person thinks they are connected shows just they don't people don't get it straight people don't get it um, Alaska Airlines requires you to sign a form that says that you will not use nicotine as long as you're employed there. Huh. And I remember at the time when I found out about this, and I think they still do it, I remember being so pissed. <laughs> like, what the fuck is it to you? Yeah. But now I support them. Anyway. See, I don't I don't agree with... There, you could be fired for smoking a cigar. I guess so. It's just like being in the closet, same, Kyle. <laughs> same, same. I don't, I don't support, like, flat-out bans of it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Say more about that. Flat up bands of what? Um, I read this tweet that I really liked. Someone talked about, uh, they were trying to ban e-cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Or maybe did it? I don't know how where we landed in mm. the US on that. Uh, but he was like, I have dealt with drug addiction my entire life. I have gotten off of, I forget exactly what it was, like gotten off of heroin, cocaine, all like all of these things and i'm still damned you just stuffed a big thing of meat in your mouth yeah. good for you um i've gotten off of all of these things the last thing i have left right now is e-cigarettes so like taking that away from me like i understand it's bad for you but like this is my journey and where i'm at so like it, it for for this person that E-cigarettes are a helpful thing in his process to try to get off drugs. Sure. So to just kind of flat out, it's kind of like making the assumption, kind of pretending like or thinking that you know everyone. Uh, there are people that are addicted to it. So to just say like that's, they may, they probably know and want to, not I mean not everyone, but some people may know and want to stop. But to just say you can't anymore is not, I don't know that that's the solution to get them off uh, nicotine or cigarettes or cigars. There's a Tori, Tori Amos song with the line, um, she's addicted to nicotine patches, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is pretty great. So anyway, uh, the next letter that I wanted to read. Oh yeah. Okay, great. This is a little longer, but it's interesting. I'll start in the middle. Sadly, I have come across many people who make sweeping judgments about me, about me, both because I am gay and because I smoke cigars. It is ironic, Marvin. I guess Marvin's the editor. Okay. Or Martian Marvin, whoever they're talking to, um, how similar these judgments are. He has a nice garden. Is that code for his hairy butt? That's a monopoly joke. Oh, Marvin gardens. Anyway. Oh (laughs) yeah. I'm, I'm not on, I'm not park Avenue. Okay. Uh, (laughs) in fact, many of your heterosexual readers have a very good idea how it feels to be gay in America because of the fact that they smoke cigars and receive the same type of persecution. 
barf. I know, right? And then he talks about how annoyed he is when he's sitting on a park and someone walks by and like gives him a sneer, an angry sneer. He's like, your life is hard. I know, right? This is why it's so hard being a cigar smoker. I uh, continued on the, the hope for tolerance that all cigar smokers have is very similar to the hope that my gay brothers and sisters have. All we want is for people to realize that our private behavior neither affects nor concerns them in any way, shape or form. And that the United States of America was founded on the idea that every citizen may engage in his or her own personal pursuit of happiness unencumbered by others who may disagree with their ways. Um, I might be down for that if they would fucking keep it private. We yeah, he still also, have people smoking uh, cigarettes in front of doors, like on the sidewalk, yeah. and I can smell it, and I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, I Dude. mean, yeah, he also talked about like, and I did this on a park bench, and someone sneered at me. Like the equating smoking cigars and being gay, like this gay person is doing it too. Yeah. So like that's a very different perspective than a straight people. A straight people. A straight people saying uh, straight people uh, one straight people <laughs> saying that it's like being gay like this is a gay person who clearly knows what this experience is like so yep uh, we can be stupid too Kyle <laughs> and yes that is like this feels very log cabin republic and e like I've had a hard life I'm gay and then like vote to make it harder I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah um what I do agree with in here I, part I skipped over was someone he said someone started lecturing him when he was smoking scar on how his health would suffer. I don't know her, but I work out at the gym three times a week, swim three times a week, rollerblade every day, rollerblade. Of course you do gay bones, um, rollerblade every day and eat a low fat diet. So I agree that like, why would you stop and yell at someone on the street? Like that is not a helpful and productive use of anyone's time. You're not going to change someone's mind by stopping on the street and telling them it has bad health consequences. Okay. But what if it makes you feel better? <laughs> it's like real life rage booking. What is the right way, though, to deter that person? Or should we not be deterring them at all? We should be deterring people not on a one on one like I am walking by and I'm going to yell at you. We should be deterring them through national programs, through education, taxes. through taxes, through like there are lots of ways that we can do this on a s studies to understand why people smoke in the first place. Uh Dicks, forcing to because because they are dicks as Freud <laughs> opposite of what Freud said or didn't say I don't know what to say anymore um uh the opposite of what Freud didn't say <laughs> um yeah there are a lot of things we could uh fucking make tobacco companies stop marketing like there are a lot of ways we can deal with this walking up to one person on the street is not going to help anyone not being a smoker or never having been a smoker are you aware of the labels that they put on the packaging in other countries oh yeah it's like, like here's a picture of a black lung yeah or like here, a dead baby a dead baby <laughs> they're gross like i as a non-smoker don't want to see that i'm grossed out by that like it's horrifying i guess i mean as you should be but yeah, yeah there's like smart things although i so i didn't talk about me i am a like get drunk and smoke a cigarette kind of thing. I've mm -hmm. smoked a cigar twice in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time I don't remember what it was, not because I was drunk, just because I don't remember things. But the second time was um, at my birthday when we went to a casino and I was just like drunk and staying up all night. I was like the last person left at the craps table. I probably won so much money. I don't remember. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like, I surprisingly liked cigars. And okay. so like there was like a lady walking around with a box or something. So I'm sure it was the shittiest cigar, but I got one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I smoked it and I like really enjoyed it. Did you feel butch? Like, was it the flavor? Was it the experience? Experience. Was it the, yeah, definitely the experience. Yeah. And so when you were talking about like people's, you know, it goes down to human behavior. And then since it's all the same thing. Yeah. It felt like I am gambling. I'm going to enjoy myself. It's my birthday. I'm going to like do this thing that I think is like fun and cool. Go shorty. It's my birthday. It's your birthday. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and I wouldn't be opposed to smoking a cigar again. I also don't have any kind of history of, even though I'm like the occasional cigarette person, I don't, it's never turned into like a risky thing for me or a thing that I've almost gotten addicted to or anything. Yeah. So I feel totally comfortable smoking every now and then and. Yeah. I don't think it's going to fuck up my health. I think they do far worse things in other ways that are going to fuck up my health that I don't have to be worried about this one. Yep. Yep. Also, they're dicks. 
It's like my, my, my grandfather had um, prostate cancer, but they didn't treat it because they're like, something else is going to kill you first. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They were right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, one more thing. Yeah. I just wanted to talk briefly about the, the tradition of giving cigars to people when they have babies. Oh, yeah. Specifically the father yeah. handing out cigars to his dude buddy friends when sure. there's a baby born. That's a tradition. Yeah. It goes way, way back. Um, and it was England and the United States, including American Indians, started it. And um, the tradition stemmed from the fact that fathers were generally excluded from the birth process until after the baby was born. Yeah, they were all like sitting out in the waiting room. So they were sitting in the waiting room and they would smoke cigars while they were in the waiting room. That's a tradition. If you weren't aware of it before, you're aware of it now. But what I really wanted to talk about is that you can still purchase bubblegum cigarettes or cigars, bubblegum cigars to hand out to people when a baby is born and they are pink and blue. You give, it's a gender reveal ish <laughs> that you have these fucking bubblegum ass cigars to hand out to people. I remember getting some as a kid because they're bubblegum. Okay, they're a- when you say bubblegum, they're actually bubblegum. Put it in your mouth and chew it. Yeah, it's it's bubblegum in the shape of a cigar with this just unnaturally colored goop on the outside to make it blue or pink. Yeah. And I just I just why is everything pink and blue? Why are yeah. we so unnecessarily gendered as a society? Yeah. Like why not I don't and it's Which just, pink and blue in the past like historically those were flipped. Like it was opposite. It is so like pink were for was for boys, blues for girls. So like it's which seems ridiculous nowadays, but it's just again like cigars. Uh, it's just a societal thing that we just decide and label these things. Yeah, and similarly, red and blue for politics. Like in the United States, blue is liberal; it's left, and and red is right is Republican. And it's it's the opposite in other countries. Like in Canada, they use red for the Labour Party, which mm. is um, I think that's. I think it's, or is it the UK, or is it both? International listeners, let me know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, anyway, they're exactly opposite in a lot of other countries. Mm. So, but it's so ingrained now in the United States that like, I legit think of blue as like a liberal color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. But why? Yeah. <laughs> colors don't have politics, people. Yeah. Nor do they have genders. <laughs> and genders don't have colors. Oh. So it's all bullshit. That's beautiful. Your bullshit is bullshit. Everything is bullshit. That okay. That's something we can ban. Is like canned, candifying, <laughs> candifying cigarettes. Do you remember the? Um, the you can blow powdered powdered sugar out the end of them. What? There were the there were ones when I was a kid anyway. Where like they were these candied cigarettes, and there was a hole in them. You could blow in it, and oh. powdered sugar would come out like it was smoke. Oh, that's fun. Not fun. That's I mean, up. oh yeah, yeah, super <laughs> fucked up. It's like I don't want some. No, ours. Do you remember the delicious uh, stick in Fun Dip? Oh God. Um. So it we makes have... my throat hurt just thinking about I it. It's so much sugar. It, like, yeah. but the uh, uh, it was like that flavor in cigarette like candy cigarettes Mm -hmm. and you could buy those like i think i bought those from the ice cream man or something weird and they were delicious and yeah that's like let's not let's not give kids candy cigarettes (laughs) or or bubblegum cigars or bubblegum cigars yeah anyway that's that's all that's all i had should we take a break yeah let's take a break (laughs) let's take a break cigar break Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) look at my humidor Look at my penis. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Are we back? We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest, but first, first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. All of our social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook is at gayishpodcast slash gayishpodcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard, Standard rates apply. Um, our email is gmail at gayishpodcast.com. Yeah. Um, gayest and straightest? Sure, yeah, let's do our gayest and straightest. You. You. Okay, I will. Uh, so I love that TV show. The, what? There's a TV show called You. Penn Badgley's in it. Oh. I want him to ram his pointy nose in my butt. Yeah, he's weird looking. I know. No, he's not. Yeah. He's beautiful. Well, okay. Okay, um, you go. So the gayest thing about me this week, um, I think, was I. Uh, 
Yeah, I woke up this morning wearing the jock strap that I went to bed with, and I had the thought to myself, Should I, do I have to take this off to poop? <laughs> okay, this is a weird thing. Like, you could technically just sit down without pulling it down, but I don't, I can't do that. I was just so hungover and tired, and I, I didn't, I didn't want to do any more work than necessary. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to shit with this jock strap on. I didn't. Oh. Okay. I took it off. Oh, okay. Are you, are you wearing it now? Yes. Why are, do you sound mad at me for that? I don't know. Okay. Uh, the strangest thing about me this week was I took my mom to the airport to get her on her shuttle to head home after New Year's, and we listened to Tenacious D <laughs> in the Jeep. I played, like, the whole album, and I was just rocking out, and, oh, my God, they're so straight. They're they, so bro-y. Yeah. So just, like... That is such a straight dude album. Yeah, 2001, man. Yeah, even though Tenacious D is kind of a gay name. Yeah. I have a tenacious D, don't you? <laughs> I got a great Wonder Boy. Um, my uh, gayest is I don't. It is not oft that I go to a party and feel good about it, but I went to your New Year's party and I knew everyone there pretty much, and so I like could go f- from group to group and be social and like not feel all the like you know pressure and anxiety so um that's how i imagine gays feel at social functions when they're not me (laughs) yeah uh uh my straightest is actually when i drove over to your place for the uh uh, party i parallel parked like a fucking badass it was on the left side of the street because it was a one-way street it was legal um so the the idea is that gay people are bad at driving but i did my like i just wham jam splammed and did real good thank you thank you ma'am uh did really good at parallel parking which i'm like i'm a good parallel parker yeah you may not believe that no i think your spatial reasoning is very very spatial Okay, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> um, that's it. That's it. A special thank you to Sigmund Freud for the dicks in everyone's mouth. <laughs> and thank you to the people that did this research. And they had a bunch of names that uh, explored why different genders and orientations like different things. That's really interesting. Yep. And thanks to three drags and a spiff. Spit. Spit. Three jacks and spit. Yeah. Except keep them away from me because they are naff. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Uh, this has been Gayish. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. Smokers and non. Bill Clinton cigar. <laughs> we didn't mention Bill Clinton at all this episode. I know. That's probably good. Yeah, the next time. <laughs>